Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. She covers all things Atlanta Hawks for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of her work. Lauren Williams joins us here on the WaitFor.com Hotline Atlanta's Ford dealer. She is on Twitter at Williams Lauren L. And Lauren, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for being a part of the show this evening. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat all things Hawks with you. So, you know, if you told me before the start of this five game road trip that the Hawks would be two and three, I said that that's mm-hmm. right where they would be. That when you. When you're playing Denver and Utah and Phoenix and all that, and certainly we could talk about the game last night, but I think that, as crazy as it kind of sounds, two and three was successful, that they did some good things on this road trip. They got through it more than anything. How do you view the five-game road trip against the Western Conference teams that are the non-California teams? For sure. I mean, Denver was always going to be a tough matchup for the Hawks. We, as you just mentioned, we knew that going into it. But to see them, you know, dismantle Phoenix the way that they did and then hit Utah the way that they did, a team that beat them earlier in the season um, by hitting a ton of threes, uh, I, I did not expect them to, to perform as well as they did against those two teams. And then to kind of finish the road trip the way that they did, I after the way that they performed against, as I mentioned, Phoenix and Utah, I expected a little bit more out of them. But it's par for the course. It's the end of the road trip. Um, they fought as hard as they could, getting it to six toward the end of that that fourth quarter there. But I think the mental fatigue of this trip and just being tired and traveling and the fact that Nate McMillan played the majority of the starters against that Nuggets team you know, it, it makes sense that they, they played the way that they did against the Pelicans on Tuesday night. But, you know, for a team that's really trying to make the push into the playoffs, yes, two and three was kind of to be expected, if that makes sense. But you were you were obviously anticipating or hoping that they would have at least tried to get three and two, um, especially against the Zion-less uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Hawks beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Lauren Williams, joining us on the WadeFord.com hotline. So let's project ahead. It's going to be a day from now, mm-hmm. the trade deadline. Separate, you know, we, we hear, as we say in the wrestling world, we hear a lot of rumor and innuendo that's going yeah. around about whether Collins is going to get moved, whether Bogey's going to get moved, or all these different pieces. What mm-hmm. do you think is sort of fact from fiction about what the Hawks realistically do, not just 
we're hearing about John Collins and the rumors, mm -hmm. but what do you think that they realistically get done at the deadline? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Realistically, I see them, you know, standing pat. I've been going over it myself, trying to figure out who it is that they move, who it makes sense for them to move. Um, and it's just really hard to project or see a path forward with them being able to pull off some kind of deal that is absolutely beneficial to them. And them, you know, having a really good run the rest of the season. I mean, theoretically, if they give up bogey and, you know, maybe they bring in some some picks to recoup something from uh, the DeJounte Murray trade from over the offseason or they bring in a comparable player, it's really hard to see them, you know, having a successful season that they anticipate or want to have. Um, and then it's kind of the same for Collins. If they do move on from him, um, maybe bring in a comparable player. Uh, it's again, you're throwing in a new piece into a team that has so much trouble bringing or, or, or having chemistry for the majority of the season. I think one of the reasons that they struggled so early on, and Nate McMillan said it himself, they weren't playing connected basketball. So if the Hawks do end up making some kind of deal, you're going to have to have that adjustment period again. And for a team that's one game below 500. I don't know, uh, you know, if they can figure it out because they've shown that they've taken a little bit of time to figure things out. Realistically, I think the person that they might move is Bogey just because he's the most favorable to, of, the, of the assets that they do have in terms of contract, in terms of what he can offer a team that's a little bit higher up in the standings in either conference um, with his shooting. Uh, the fact that, you know, next, season he has a player option and should he decline that he becomes an unrestricted free agent so a team that's you know looking to have a short-term rental player you know he's the most ideal versus say a guy like John Collins who you know has at least two or three more years left on that extension that he signed and, and Lauren for what it's worth I agree with you that I, I really do mm -hmm. think that for all the stuff we've heard that the Hawks at the end of the day stay pat. Now, let me mm -hmm. ask you this. Is part of that, in honesty, is part of that the idea that Tony Ressler in this team, who are $1.9 million away from the luxury tax, don't want to get bold uh, for this season, don't want to get into the luxury tax? Because once you get into that, and, and they're going to be in the luxury tax next year because the accumulation mm -hmm. of their contracts – but once you start to get into that well, you better be a good franchise and you better be a competitive mm -hmm. franchise that, that is on the cusp of really winning. How much could the luxury tax play into what the Hawks do with the deadline? I, I honestly think that might be what, it, what happens. I mean, if they are able to make a deal, um, the only benefit I see that, that – 
really benefits them in the immediate future is that next season they don't they're able to to avoid the luxury tax. I mean, we see them move Kevin Herter this off season for two you know veterans on more friendly contracts, um, just so that they could avoid the luxury tax once they brought Dejounte Murray in. So I think if they are able to make a deal, as you mentioned just now, staying under the luxury tax is probably their primary motivator. And, um, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, I mean, yes, you know, maybe if he rolls the dice, he could get a, a better contract with a different team next season if he decides to opt out of the play, his player option if, if, he, if the Hawks don't move him at the deadline. But, I mean, it, it's hard to see him not opting in just because of, you know, he lost most of the season due to the rehab and recovery from that off-season surgery that he had. So, you know, it, it benefits the Hawks if, if they are able to move a guy like Bogey um, or even John. You know, they're not going to get the value that they have of John if they are able to move him because a lot of teams, one of the things that's holding them back from taking John Collins on is that massive contract that he has. So I think, honestly, it's not uh, we're trying to get better right now this season as as it is a financial decision that's driving um, whatever deal they do decide to accept. Lauren Williams, Hawks beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, joining us on the waitforward.com hotline. Let's talk about John Collins for a minute. You know, this Mm -hmm. has been his lowest points per game total since his rookie Mm -hmm. year. And, you know, it's a, you know, when you start talking about a guy who's three or four points off, you know, his career average. I mean, that that's that's quite a few points. I mean, you know, over the yeah. course of 82 games. I know he's not shooting as well. His his field goal percentage mm-hmm. has been down four consecutive years. His three-point mm-hmm. field goal percentage has been down four consecutive years. But his shot, his shot totals are also down, although his three-point mm-hmm. shot is staying the same. What do you mm-hmm. owe to just – the difficulty that they have getting John Collins involved in this offense. And, you know, we heard so much about, well, it's going to be Trey and DeJounte and they're going to facilitate and they're going to get, mm-hmm. you know, Collins should benefit. But what is it that he's not having the offensive season that we expected out of him? Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there.
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Yeah, I think one of the big things is is he's a very much a rhythm guy. And I think one of the things that we're seeing this season is that even though a guy like Trey Young's assist numbers are on average for what he's done in his career, we've seen so many games this season where the ball just gets stuck and it's not moving. And, you know, it's either, you know, Trey Young or DeJounte Murray or DeAndre Hunter or, you know, somebody's deciding that they're going to try and put the game on their back. And so what happens is that leaves some of the other guys that are on the court kind of trying to find their touches. And when they do get their touches, it leads to a little bit of, you know, some selfish basketball. And I think part of the reason that we saw such a really good basketball in that five-game win streak a, a couple weeks ago or three weeks ago was because they did such a good job of putting pressures on, on defenses and making sure that the ball was moving. John Collins was getting involved early, and, and then they were able to find as many options as possible throughout the game because somebody was getting hot each quarter or, or whatever the segment of the game was. And now what we're seeing is they're kind of reverting back to that habit that they had in that first half of the season where things kind of start to tighten up other teams' defenses figure out the game plan and, and somebody decides that they're going to try and put the game on their back and, and play a little bit of hero ball. And I think, you know, John Collins is kind of a guy that, you know, he, he needs to get into a rhythm. If he's not getting his touches as consistently throughout the game as, you know, we know he's capable of in the past, um, you know, he starts to panic and, and maybe starts taking shots that he shouldn't. And, and we've seen, actually, he's been a little bit more turnover-prone this season as well. Not so much as his uh, sophomore season, but, you know, he's been averaging turnovers that really, as a veteran, you shouldn't, shouldn't really be seeing. So I think that's part of it. And once he gets into that habit of turning over the ball, um, you know, people aren't looking for him as much. And so then he falls out of the rhythm, and it, it's, a, it's a weird cycle. Um, and, and I hope that they're able to figure it out and they can get everybody involved. Um, they can find the rhythm basketball that was so successful for them against Utah, against Phoenix during that five game win streak. But, uh, until then I, I couldn't tell you, uh, you know, what, what the issue is. Lauren, last question, uh, for you. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, AJ Griffin's minutes have been pretty consistent you know we've seen little spikes and things like that when they've had Mm -hmm. injuries but by and large his minutes have been pretty consistent you know especially if they trade bogey you're going to be really lacking Mm -hmm. some scoring punch off your bench and certainly the grind of an 82 game schedule and and things you know fatigue starts to set in and obviously the team has certainly dealt with injuries and they certainly don't want to deal with more injuries as the season progresses Mm -hmm. Do you think that A.J. Griffin is a guy who could see his minutes increase, that, that he could start to – he's a young guy, obviously a rookie. Is he a guy that maybe is a candidate to see an increase in playing time for this team? 
Absolutely. I mean, when Bogey was injured for those first 24 games of the season and AJ cracked into the rotation, we saw him playing, you know, 35 minutes, 30 minutes a night. Um, so if Bogey is someone that is traded away come, you know, the deadline tomorrow, I think that they have to turn to AJ because he's probably one of their most consistent shooters, not necessarily as of late, but maybe once his minutes start to increase, he starts to get into a little bit of a rhythm and, and we see him, you know, knocking those shots down as we did at the beginning of the season. And I mean, one thing is he's a rookie, right? He's going to go through the rookie wall, the growing pains. He's, he hasn't even played all 30 and, or sorry, all other 29 NBA teams yet. And so he's still kind of learning on the fly, but I do see him as somebody as well as maybe even, you know, Jalen Johnson seeing a little bit of an uptick in minutes if if they decide to move on from bogey come tomorrow. Lauren Williams, she is the Hawks beat writer for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. AJC.com is where you can check out all of her work, and you can follow her on Twitter at WilliamsLaurenL. Lauren, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for a few minutes here this evening, and we'll be chatting again here soon. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.